Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host, Corey, and I'm back to talk about our next essential tool, our bodies. Now before I even begin this perilous task, I just want to say that there is no way to talk about bodies without making a few assumptions. I can only speak to my experience with my body, and so I hope that if you are someone who has a different body than I do, if you're taller or shorter, bigger or smaller, if you have a different skin color or more or less limbs than I do, I just don't want anyone to feel excluded from the conversation about how our bodies play a role in our mental health, even though I can only speak on my particular experience of having a body. I mean, it's probably safe to assume that if you're listening to this or reading the transcript or subtitles that you have a body, but hey, even that's not guaranteed. I read a lot of fiction, so my mind is super flexible. I am ready to accept incorporeal life experiences and the possibility of animal citizens in the future. Speaking about our bodies is really a two-parter. I'm focusing on exercise this week and diet next week, though I'm going to tell you now that the diet episode might not be what you expect, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I also feel like I should acknowledge that I went on in episode one of the Myths of Self-Care, talking about how body care is a very small part of having a good relationship with yourself. And now here I am right back to talking about the body. And while I stand by my original assessment that bubble baths and a face mask are only going to take you so far, I still want to acknowledge that the body is an amazing ally. If you can befriend your body, you will have a ride-or-die companion against the turmoils of your mind and emotions and the difficulties of the world. And if you're like me, someone who struggles with anxiety or mood issues, or really just anything that falls under the too-much-time-in-my-head umbrella, learning how to get back into your body and how to connect with your body is pretty powerful. Because your body exists here, whereas your mind is all over the place. It could be ruminating in the past or obsessing over the future. It could be in 5,000 alternative realities in which you said or did things differently. And the only way to rein in all of that chaos, really, is to come back to your body, because it exists in only one place. I mean, at least for now, it exists in only one place. Again, I write and read sci-fi, so I am open to interpretations of reality. So where to begin with exercise? There is so much information out there on exercise, but therein lies the danger, where everyone might just assume they know what I'm talking about when I use the vague word exercise. So maybe I should clarify a few things. When I talk about exercise, I'm referring to the things I do to make my body feel better, lighter, stronger, more energetic. It's a tool I use to stabilize my mind and boost my energy and to help me sleep better. Exercise has varied for me over the years. 
There was a gym class in high school, of course, which I hated because I had already been outed as a lesbian by ninth grade, so changing in the locker rooms invited a lot of snide comments from the other girls. In college, I had started to gain some weight and was called chubby and fat, so I felt pressured to start working out and going to the gym to lift weights with my friend. But this also backfired because by 24, I was bulimic and all the weight had come back. I discovered martial arts about the same time I stopped being bulimic, and that helped me to reconnect with my body again, and also introduced the idea that maybe my body was something I could use to make me feel safe, rather than an inconvenience that I could punish for all of its flaws and its very existence. And then a few years beyond that, I discovered yoga, which also pushed me toward feeling like my body was an ally and not the enemy. As my relationship with my body began to heal, after I learned how to treat it more like a friend and not like a burden, my feelings toward exercise also changed, and I began to notice some things. One of these first epiphanies that I had, if we can call it that, was the fact that I had not always hated exercising. As a kid, I loved being outside. I mean, this was initiated by my grandmother shoving me out of the house after breakfast and telling me not to come back until lunch, but I still did love being outside. I loved running around in the woods and digging in the creek beds. I loved climbing trees, and I would climb up the cliff face overlooking the river below, and I would jump off into the water, even though there was probably snakes and God knows what else down there. And that's the healthy definition of exercise that I would like to offer you to do something that makes you love being in your body. These days, for me, it's walking. I love to walk, whether it be in a crowded city center when I'm traveling or at home. About a mile from my house is an inner urban pathway that passes by this marsh, and there are always herons and geese and muskrats and deer and blackbirds that sometimes dive bomb my head, but I still love to walk down there and look at the water and to listen to all of their noise making. I also love to do yoga, especially at night before I go to bed. I'll turn on Yoga with Adrian, my favorite YouTube channel, and do 20 minutes or so on my mat as a way to wind down for the night. Stretching like this just feels so good on my achy bones because as a writer, I have a tendency to sit a lot and I have terrible posture, so it's a good counteractivity to that. I also lift weights every other day with my wife, Kim. She is really into it. She does it every day with or without me. Seriously, she's like a machine. But every other day, I will go down there with her, and I'll do my squats and my bench press and my deadlift, and she'll spot me, and it's just a nice thing for the two of us to do together. And I like watching her dance between the sets to the playlist that we make for each other. And of course, I love feeling like a badass when I lift something really heavy. There's that too. But there are plenty of exercises I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy running, and I don't really enjoy being on an elliptical either, though sometimes I do have to use one, because winters in Michigan are long, and if I go walking outside, I feel like my skin is being dried to a crisp by the blistering winter wind. So I do try to exercise outside whenever possible. But how do you build a good exercise regime for yourself? In short, it's about knowing what your particular needs and goals are. If you exercise to manage your anxiety, that's different than exercising to lose weight. By the way, for a long time I thought the only purpose to exercise was to lose weight, which is probably why I didn't enjoy it at all. But once I realized I can exercise because I like it, because it lifts my mood and cheers me up, and that not all exercise goals need to be about the size and shape of my body, I stopped hating it so much. I stopped using it as just another tool to punish myself with. 
So here are some possible exercise combinations that you could try based on healthier priorities. For more energy, focus on elevating your heart rate for 20 minutes a day. Walking, jumping rope, dancing, or using the elliptical if that's what you like. Playing a sport with friends, martial arts or aerobics. Whatever you enjoy and will stick with, do that. When I was running, there was an app that made zombie noises to motivate you, because if you started slowing down, the moaning got louder, as if the zombies were catching up. As someone who is terrified of zombies and the zombie apocalypse, that was too stressful for me, but hey, it might be your jam. If your goal is to reconnect with your body after trauma, yoga might be a great place to start. Yoga is wonderful for reconnecting with your body and being comfortable with being in your body again after a period of time where maybe you didn't feel safe to be in your body. There are many good videos online, or you could try a class if you would like to be around other people, or if you want more hands-on guidance from an instructor as to whether or not you're doing the postures and poses correctly. If you want to feel stronger or to improve your joint and bone health, weightlifting might be great for you. Because weightlifting is not just about building muscle and toning the body. It's also great for making our joints stronger and our bones denser, both of which are really important to look after as we age. If you have weak joints like I do, or you've torn up your body doing martial arts like I have, it might take you longer to increase the weight you lift as joints develop more slowly than muscle. So go slow, be gentle and patient, and don't be ashamed to use something lighter than what you think you need. If your goal is to boost your mood and stabilize your emotions, 20 minutes of exercise a day might be good for you. 20 minutes of lifting twice a week, yoga twice a week, cardio or that heart-pounding exercise twice a week. Just don't work out too late in the evening, as that might interfere with your sleep. And also, some studies have reported that because the body registers exercise as stress, if you struggle with anxiety, don't work out too hard when you're doing cardio. Don't overdo it as your body might not have a chance to relax or to process that as something healthy rather than a threat. Whatever it is that you decide to do, and whatever combination, I just encourage you to pick a goal that isn't based on the shape of your body or based on what you wish your body was like. Pay attention to how you talk to yourself when you're working out. Don't say mean, shitty things to yourself. And you don't have to get sappy with it. But make it kind, because this is a great opportunity for you to rebuild trust with yourself. Because exercise is a self-care practice, but it is also a trust practice. You build trust when you tell yourself you're going to do something, and then you do it. One last thing. It will probably also be helpful to know what your blockages are. If you are too dead after a long day of work, you're going to want to look for a time in the morning, before work kills you, or maybe during your lunch break, to squeeze in an exercise session. If you find motivation hard, maybe get an accountability partner or a friend who agrees to meet with you for a walk after work a couple nights a week. Really, only you know the ways in which you sabotage yourself, so I can't give you much guidance in that department, so plan to account for that. And all I can tell you is that if you get a bit more loving exercise in your life, to be distinguished from the militant self-loathing exercise that most of us engage in now, you will be happier and healthier for it. Okay, so that's it for our essential tool exercise. Up next, diet. Or rather, why I don't have one. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. 
For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.